Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello everyone, welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast, where each week we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, and whatever else comes to our minds. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for Explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. So my phone's at 45%. Mine's at 75%, so we better hurry up or I'm going to dole out here in a minute. And this fossil I have with me right here. What does your phone have to do with... I don't know. Right before we started, Jacob was like 75% is what my phone's at. I'm like, okay. I'm just letting everybody know. an awkward intro episode. Okay, moving on. We are tired. (laughs) We're so tired. There's no witty opening this time. Sorry. No. No. We're down to business. Down to business. Let's get down to business. That's right. Speaking of business, our other co-host is Alex, and she's defeating the Huns over there. Yes. I love Disney. um, Would you call them show tunes? Not really show tunes, are they? They're Chotun inspired. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Okay, quick poll. What is everybody's favorite Disney movie? Quick, go. Mulan, Lion King, or Tide? Mulan. What was the first thing? Oh, Mulan. Mulan. Okay. Yeah, Mulan, definitely, I think. And not the new Mulan, the original, just to clarify. We've talked about that on the podcast before. <laughs> yeah, the, the phoenix looks like clip art. I remember yep. that. Yeah, that was a really good. This. That was an early episode. It's just a reminder to everyone out there. Mulan's our favorite. <laughs> and here we are on episode 400. My goodness, oh, time flies. Time flies. But time has not flown since our last recording. So I don't know for our week talk segment. And we call it week talk. And we spell it W-E-A-K because there's usually not much to say. Oh, and this time there's not going to be anything yeah, to say. Yeah, <laughs> really I was doing it just to kind of flash it up a bit because that's probably going to be the longest portion of this does anyone have anything to say okay get off to anybody uh, open it's mic. literally been two days since we recorded um the last episode so i know there's a week in between each but to all listeners out there we're doing this within a, a two-day interval so nothing of note has happened well to me anyway in those two days so uh, oh oh okay i do have something i caved i was weak and caved and i bought some stuff from gamestop Impulse bought some stuff. So the first thing is uh, a Christmas present for you, Austin. (gasps) Surprise Christmas present. Um, Jacob, your Christmas present has already been bought in conjunction with Austin. So that's on the way. And I bought two games for myself because I was, I couldn't help myself, but. Ooh, can can we guess? Oh yeah, guess. Okay, guess. Okay. What did I buy? You bought The World (laughs) Ends With You Final Remix. What is that? I don't know. Okay, wrong. Moving is. on, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it called... Okay, World Ends With You is the first one, yes, right? Yes, Okay, what's the second one called? Is this called Final Remix? No, it's not Final Remix. That's the last iteration of the previous one. I don't know what this one yeah. is called, but it's, it's okay. a good game. <laughs> okay, I've never actually played it. I think I played the demo of the Switch version, and I was like, this doesn't translate to Switch very well. No, the original one was very good. The DS version. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what are we guessing for Alex's games? Um, I bought two. I bought okay, you two got games. Two. So. What systems were they for? PlayStation Four. Oh, okay. that changes it a bit. Uh, Minecraft. Okay. No. <laughs> Last of Us Two. No. Halo. Halo what? 
infinite no (laughs) i just wanted to see what you would guess (laughs) oh okay red dead redemption 2 um expansion something or another you know austin that would be wonderful if there was an expansion unfortunately it doesn't exist okay it doesn't exist Uh, um grand theft auto (laughs) definitive edition and that's my final guess no okay i'm gonna start guessing things that i would want to buy um final fantasy (laughs) seven remake okay close well okay close almost because i almost bought the kingdom hearts all in one um game but then i decided against it and i bought something else instead so think mythology oh assassin's creed ragnarok well, that's not out yet, but God it's, of War. It's yes. Okay, God so okay. ding ding ding. Got one. Austin. Finally. Okay, I'm done guessing now. Which God okay, of War? Okay, so I got God of War, and the 2018 game, not the original, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ragnarok is not out yet, but good guess. Damn it! I was so close. <laughs> I did, I forgot that you like the sandboxy kind of games. I love RPG games. They're my favorite kind of game. So I had a moment of weakness, and I bought. I guess I was having a Norse mythology thing last night because I bought both God of War and Valhalla. So they w- God of War was a good deal. It was 10 bucks, So I was like, okay, I'll just buy it. And then Valhalla was 20 So not, not a terrible deal for either one. But we'll see what all the hype is about. I know they're a couple years old now. Actually, yeah, okay, God of War was 2018, I think. And then Valhalla was last year. So okay. So God of God of War Two, the sequel to the 2018 God of War, is out, or is you it mean, not? Out? Are you talking about Ragnarok? Isn't there a sequel to the God of War you're talking about? No. Oh shit! I'm an so. idiot. Okay, ignore me. The original, there's the original games, which I, I'm not a God of War expert. I don't know, and I'm probably wrong and offending somebody. So I apologize, listeners. I know of the three, and I know there's, like, spinoffs and, like, comics and stuff, but, like, there was God of War 1, 2, and 3 originally back in, like, the mid-2000s, which I did play part of the first one years ago, but then didn't finish it and ended up selling it, I guess. But then they did a reboot sort of situation, 2018, and I think Ragnarok is coming out in 2022. Right. That's how where I got confused. I confused God of War and Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I thought it was Assassin's Creed Ragnarok. Oh. God of War Ragnarok. I got confused. Okay. So you can tell I don't play anything that's not a Nintendo game. Yeah, me either. What's the God of War where he's a Viking? What's that? God of War where he's a Viking? Are you talking about Assassin's Creed? No, isn't there, there's a God of War where he's like a Viking, isn't there? No. I mean, the God of War, this, I mean, this latest one is full of like Norse mythology as opposed to Greek mythology. So maybe that's what you're thinking. But the the latest Assassin's Creed game is about Vikings. And that's Valhalla. That's the most recent yes. one. Okay. Which, oh my god, I bought, okay, last Black Friday, and I can't believe it's already been a year. This is bonkerballs to me. But I bought um, some games last year for Black Friday too. And this shows you how lazy, well, I don't know. I have ADD. I can't ever stay on one thing. And we were having this conversation the other day, Austin, but I still have not played the games I bought last Black Friday. And I bought. Oh my. I know. I bought Horizon Zero Dawn last year and I bought Assassin's Creed Odyssey and I haven't even touched them. <laughs> I was almost going to guess Horizon Zero Dawn for the one that you bought this year. I got that one last year for $10. Oh, that's not a bad deal at all. $10 for that game? Yeah, so I had a moment of weakness and I bought games that I know I'm not going to touch for several months at least, but at least I'll have them. So 
that's my week in the two days that we've spent apart. <laughs> at, le- at least you did something. I just saw a I saw a cat chase a deer today. That was a what? Ooh, that was weird. That's weird, right? That is weird. <laughs> yeah, I was looking. I saw this cat, and it was I saw the cat before the deer, which probably says something more about my eyesight. But uh, the cat was sitting on like this yard area, and I see him kind of just prouncing about. Then I, he starts taking off, and then I see two fawns just like start jumping in the air across the yard. And I guess this Aww. cat was getting after it, you know. They were playing together. Unless the deer were trying to lure him in for some kind of like weird trap thing, but <laughs> the deer are becoming carnivores and yeah. actually, you know what? I think deer are opportunistic carnivores. I think they will eat meat if they have to. So they've sometimes deer hunt hunt humans. So oh my god, uh, Austin, have you done anything? I stepped in dog poop today. Nice. Oh, that's exciting. Did you let Bully Ironically, eat it? I was trying to get Bully to not eat a different mound of dog poop, and while doing so, I stepped in a second mound of dog poop. It was fresh. Ooh, nice, nice and no. spicy. It was on my sneaker that has a hole in the sole of it. Ooh, extra spicy. Oh, Thankfully, I missed the hole, so it did not go into my sock area. However, I was like, these shoes are done for, and now they're in the garbage outside. Yeah, you should have taken advantage of some of those sales and got yourself some new shoes. Yeah, you're too late now. What can I say? What can I say? Okay. I only buy things after they're on sale. Let me ask you this. When you stepped in it, like around where you live, is there a lot of leaves on the ground that could yeah, kind of hide um, it? I knew it was poop because I looked down and there was a whole bunch of pine straw on the heel of my foot. Oh. So I was like, oh, there's an adhesive at work here. Okay. I almost, got in a, I almost got in a pile yesterday. Because all the leaves are about and you can't really see it on the ground. I was like a micro centimeter away from getting in a big heaping a micro centimeter. mound of it. Yeah, it was... Oh my gosh, I was so close. I'm glad you didn't get in the hole, though. Because I can imagine like, if you had a hole in your shoe and you weren't wearing socks and you had a cut on your foot, something seriously could have went wrong. Oh there. my god. <laughs> That's a perfect storm. That was my two days since our last recording. Oh, we did, <laughs> we did so, so much. Should we go ahead and jump into our episodes for this week? We have Might as well. Okay. <laughs> we have the episodes this week are holiday hijinks and what's the next one? Snow away? Snow way out. Snow way out. We have holiday hijinks and snow way out. I knew it was some kind of pun. And we're going to be going with holiday hijinks first, but before we get into that episode, we have something we'd like to say and I'll kick it off to Austin. All right. So in this podcast episode, we'll be going over holiday hijinks, which is the first of multiple episodes to either be pulled from circulation or not dubbed into English because of the presence of Jinx in her original design. So presumably these episodes have been pulled due to Jinx's design, evoking damaging images of racist stereotypes. And the Pokemon company is electing not to continue circulating this imagery to a child audience without any context. As the premise of this podcast is an adult retrospective of children's media, we will be including these episodes in our coverage. We will not be doing a deep dive into the history and lasting impact of such imagery, though we may be touching on it briefly. The description for this episode will include links to resources summarizing and discussing these topics. Well said. And that was my written statement regarding Jinx. Like I said, Austin Austin said there'll be links in the podcast description for you to check out. 
with that being said, I guess we can go ahead and dive into holiday hijinks. And the randomizer has spoken for this week. And Austin, you will be doing our summary challenges. Challenges. I will be taking holiday hijinks. And Alex, you'll be wrapping us up with Snow Way Out. All right. All righty. And Austin, whenever you're ready. All right, let me go. Okay. (laughs) Three, two, one, go. The twerps find a jinx, unfortunately. And they swim through the North Pole because they gotta return Santa's boot to Santa Claus. Also, Jessie wants to kidnap Santa Claus because she thinks Santa Claus is a jinx. And then all the jinxes are Santa Claus, but there's a real Santa Claus. And then Team Rocket kidnaps Santa Claus. And then Santa Claus has a Rapidash instead of a reindeer. And they all get Christmas presents. And no one goes to home visit their family for the Christmas holiday. And that's it. That's it. That is it. That's holiday hijinks. This is the worst episode of the Pokemon anime. Like, I'm not even joking. I think this is the worst one. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, aside from all the the unfortunate and, and bad things that are in this episode, even if it didn't have all that, which makes it bad in and of itself, this episode in general was just terrible. I yeah. mean, all the other episodes so far, like if it was a quote unquote bad episode, there was always something redeeming, like, oh, it's funny or oh, this out of the other. And we make fun of it as we do. But this is just, the tone of this episode was so bizarre. It was so weird. The pacing was, it was just weird and bad. So, but yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it because that's what we do. But yeah, it felt like they had a guest writer who had never seen any of the show. And they were just like, okay, here are the characters and they go on an adventure. It was a completely different flavor, overall tone. Everything about it was, was different very strange and, and different so yeah, it's like the whole office was out that week and there was one guy <laughs> yeah. who did who did the writing the editing the storyboard you know like the different departments usually bring together one guy just did the whole thing in an hour is what i got here this is my first time ever seeing this episode i never really I've never seen this before yeah so i was i knew what it was about but i just it didn't it disappointed <laughs> let's put it that way it disappointed <laughs> put it that way <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, the fact that, like, okay, I consider this episode not to be canon. (laughs) No, no, it's, like I said, this is something that they kind of just threw out there. I don't even know if it's traditionally was for, like, a Japanese audience. I think this is, how popular was Pokemon World Ride at this point for them to do this episode like this? This episode was supposed to be the first one after the Porygon Oh my gosh, are you I did not know that. very serious. So, this came out before it was... Uh, in an international sensation. Holy cow. Or rather, it was supposed to come out before that. Well, no wonder there was a lot of continuity problems in this episode. I guess with all that being said, we can jump into kind of what happens this episode, because we said a lot already, but we can get into more specifics here. Uh, so like we said, it is Christmas. Christmas is upon us. There's carolers about. Lights are no, hung. Not. The trees <laughs> no, <they're not>. spruced <laughs> up. There's so much joy in the air. No, there's not. They're just at a beach. No, you're missing the whole first part. Oh, right, right, right. You gotta have the first part. Before we go to the beach, we see a grown Jessie sleeping in her bed with candy canes dancing in her dreams. I think that's that's what happens. Sugar plums. Sugar plums. Sugar plums in the dreams. That's right. I can't remember if it was candy canes or sugar plums. Then we see a person enter enter a room, and they get caught by a trap. Jessie and Meowth are happy to know that they have caught 
their target that they've been so ready to get. However, it turns out that this target was our own James, who was a practice dummy for the real person we're after here, who is Santa Claus. And then we learn that why Jesse has a vendetta against Santa Claus is that when she was little, a jinx came down the chimney. Not Santa, a jinx came down the chimney and stole one of her dolls that she broke after being pissed that Santa didn't come by her house or something like that. Yeah, uh, something like that. Did I miss anything so far? We're we pretty much up to speed. No, that's about it. She's yeah, yeah. She's got a grudge against Santa, so she wants to catch Santa to. I don't know, exact her revenge on him or something. Several uh, questions, just yes. to start with. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just pour, oh, pour them out. There's a lot. <laughs> the fact that Santa Claus is a real entity, and we're just taking this as red. No one's questioning it. That That's one. They're following DC logic here. DC? Or is it DC or Marvel who has Santa as the ultimate? Okay, in the Marvel universe, Santa Claus is a mutant. In the DC... Oh, my God. <laughs> In the DC universe, I don't know what Santa Claus's nature is, but I do know that he goes to the planet Apocalypse every year to give Darkseid a present, and Darkseid tries to stop him, but he always gives him a present without fail. What? The... Okay, that's so kind-hearted. Very sweet of yeah, that's weird but sweet, I guess. <laughs> um, in the Marvel continuity, he's an Omega-level mutant. What are his mutant powers? What aren't his music pow- mutant Bring powers? Bringing joy. I guess. <laughs> he can go across the world in one night. <laughs> makes anything out of nothing. I mean, there's okay. nothing in the North Pole to make this stuff. He just makes it. You know. True. <laughs> okay. I had to know. I, I I guess it's an interesting premise to make Santa Claus a mutant, but. Okay. Question number two. This oh, is gonna Lord. be a long episode. Oh God. Why does James have to dress as a Santa Claus in order for them to enact this capture plan? Question number three, why are they assuming Santa Claus is going to come to give Jesse a present when he normally typically doesn't and hasn't been doing so since she was a child? Question I can, number four. I can oh, you answer, have an answer. I okay. can answer two and three, I think. I'll try okay. my best. Okay. So the James dressing up as Santa thing, it's because they have to get the proportions right. He's dressed up in his <laughs> Santa gear. He's got his beard and the suit and the bag. They have to know, okay, the weight ratio for the net trap to work. It's, he's got to be dressed up. They got to know. So that's, I think that's why. And then what was your third question? Oh, why he's coming. Well, maybe they can set a trap in. Whose house are they even in? It's certainly not their house. Maybe they're going to set a trap That was question number four. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is James's parents' like winter home somewhere. It has to be. It's a giant spooky mansion on an impossible Grinch Whoville-like mountain. <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering what the hell that was. They, they're in a castle. I'm like, what the? Where's their castle a really nice, on the clip? Nice yeah. little penthouse going on. Okay, that's all my questions for the first scene. Okay. Here I am trying to over-explain it. Don't mind me. <laughs> Keep them coming, because we got to come up with some kind of answers for this. Otherwise, we're all going to leave a whole lot of people hanging. This should never have existed, this episode. No. But here we are. <sighs> Let's dive back in here. Now, we go from a luxurious mansion with some booby traps... To a beach, a nice sunny little beach. It's just totally wintry, right? Because there's snow and trees. This is so weird. Can I just pause for one <laughs> just second? Just go ahead. It's so weird. I'm talking about it. It's so this weird. This is so weird because it's a very odd scene transition in that, you know, we get this intro with Jesse and James and the whole Santa thing, but then it cuts away and you're looking through like the perspective of the binoculars because 
Ash and Misty and Brock are in the middle of a hunt, a Pokemon hunt. So I want to know the con- the lead up and the context of how they got there, why they're chasing down this jinx. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. It's like it was just cut in half and then this was just sliced in. Like there's a whole maybe like five or ten minutes we didn't get of them explaining exposition why they're here. Yeah, how they got there, what the fuck they're doing. Nobody knows. We're just here now and there's a jinx and it's awful and there's no reason. (laughs) They're just there. They're just on the beach and we see the jinx. And then we learn that jinx has like lovely kiss as its power, which causes whoever it kisses internal organs to explode. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so you don't want it to kiss you. Now, I think it just puts you to sleep. It, it knocks them out. It knocks you out. P- paralysis. It gives you paralysis. Yeah. So we see Ash and friends decide that they're going to try to catch it. Ugh. Yeah. And Pikachu electrocutes it, and that doesn't work. And Jinx actually winds up kissing it. And then we mm-hmm. see Pikachu fall flat. We see Ash then send out Charizard. He uses flamethrower and hits Jinx. Wait a Pause. minute. Pause. Pause. He does not send out Charizard. Does he not send out Charizard? <laughs> Nope. No. Correct me. Fact check me. He sends out Charmander because oh, somehow Charmander right. Charizard oh has gosh. reverted to the Charmander form. I wonder if it autocorrected my phone because I've used Charizard so much. <laughs> Did it really autocorrect in your phone? Well, I have Pika- I have Pikachu, Bulbasaur, Charizard already because Charizard he got here so fast that I didn't hardly write Charmander for any notes, so now it's just Charizard. Yes, we're back to Charmander now, because this episode is out of order, and this is this is pre-Charmeleon, even. <laughs> Charmander, it's nice to have you back, but Thank God. why did it have to be like this? Yeah, not this is not how we, we, we love you, Charmander, but this is not how we wanted you. <laughs> they did you dirty, uh, Charmander. They Okay, just wait till we get to the next episode, because they did Charmander really dirty. Oh, they do do him dirty, too, yeah dirty deeds oh god so we have to talk about the boot talk about the boot jacob well okay so we send not charizard but charmander out who hits jinx ash throws a pokeball and then jinx uses psychic and causes the ball to hit the boot or something like that what the fuck i don't know why does this happen (laughs) he throws another ball and then it doesn't work and then we come to find out that through the boot, we see a picture of Santa after Jinx touches its <laughs> hair to the twerps and oh, the hair. telepathically communicates with them that it belongs to Santa or works for Santa or there's some kind of relationship there we're unaware of initially. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm again interrupting you because... Oh, please do. This is, this, is, this is a whirlwind. There's so many problematic elements with this. Jinx, when it's thinking of... It does its psychic shit where it, like, shows it on an iceberg and the iceberg breaks apart and that it was polishing a boot for some... Santa's boot, it breaks away and it gets lost and that's how it ended up on this beach. But it's... When it's, like, holding this boot and reminiscing on whatever, it blushes, you know, the Jinx. (sighs) It blushes when it's thinking of Santa Claus, which is very strange and very weird. All, all of it, all just all, all of it. it. You know, it's all just of a it. mess. It's bad, and the hair thing. The hair is disgusting. The fact that Jinx, which there's a later scene with the hair, but oh god, okay. I would like to go back and talk about how Alex mentioned it shining the boot. It's out in the middle of nowhere doing this, as far as we know. <laughs> like it's not even. It's there was no reason to carry a boot this far out from an owner. Like this could have been a single done boot. In front of, a single boot. That's right. Not even a pair. Okay. And, go ahead. Can I speculate on this? 
now that I, I just had this thought, and then the, the, the fact that this jinx, this seemingly is a jinx that is obsessed with Santa Claus and has a secret, like, has secret feelings. Because why else would it steal his boot, go out into the middle of nowhere, and just sit there and polish the boot? Like, I don't know. And he only has one pair of boots. Oh, yeah, he does, because he's, he's, like, walking around barefoot later when we see him, with, on that one foot. And the way this, the glacier breaks, too, while it's shining, it, it just snaps. Like, there's nothing that causes it. Jinx just floats away. So there's no real reason for that to happen. We either. had to arbitrarily make up a, a, a scenario, and that's what we got, so. Yeah. I guess in the Pokemon world, Santa Claus exists, but so does global warming. That's what I was about to say. It's climate change. Because <laughs> it break away. Climate change is killing all the jinx. Oh, man. Then you get a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. In the arms of an angel. In the arms of an angel. Which Ash actually turns out to be because he promises to get this jinx back to Santa. Oh, God. This jinx, uh, so this is just weird. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so Team Rocket sees the twerps. How how did Team Rocket get here? They're, I don't know. They're in the Gyarados tank, but they just happen upon our twerps for plot reasons here. And they see... The twerps start heading off towards the North Pole, and they know that if they follow them, <laughs> they will go find Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> the sentence you just said. <laughs> yeah, really? It's ridiculous. It, it was leaving this my mouth. Is like, this is like dream logic. This is so weird. Yes. I was, it was leaving my mouth, and I almost had to go get a drink of Pepto-Bismol, okay? Because it was that crazy. So wait a minute. I don't remember Team Rock. They just appeared. They're just there. But so, then... How did the the twerps decide they're gonna help? But where did they get? They procure a raft for, out of nowhere. Like where do they get the raft to go to the North Pole? They decide they're gonna go to the North Pole. That's for actually sake. explained. That they do explain. Oh, is that. it? Is it explained? Yes. Okay, please. So remember, Jinx Tell comes us. from Jinx comes from the North Pole, where I mentioned earlier they can make shift anything out of anything. Can they make a jet? Can they no. fly there in style? Uh, this Jinx is inexperienced. This is like a... Okay. This is a trainee, which is why it's so attached to Santa, because then it oh, doesn't God. realize how horrible Santa is yet. So, Team Rocket is here. We don't know how they got here. <laughs> they see the twerps, like I said, and they're going to follow them to the North Pole. And the whole reason Jessie wants to go is because she's blaming Santa for destroying one of her toys, or stealing her toys as a child. Uh, and then it gets even crazier. Because we see Ash and them take this makeshift raft and they throw, let me see, they, they send out Squirtle, Starmie makes an appearance, Staryu, mm. Goldine, and Psyduck. But Psyduck doesn't really do anything. And they throw these Pokemon out there and they say, hey, swim, we'll shoot for, what are we thinking, 20,000 miles, okay, okay, to the North Pole. I'm going to Google how far is it from Tokyo to the North Pole. Okay, tell Please us because... Do. This is animal cruelty, first of all, because they basically <laughs> they basically force the Pokemon. They're like, Pokemon, you're going to drive us to the North Pole and you're going to like it. So they like tie ropes around all the Pokemon, tie it to the raft, and then they're like, mush. Get, the, get us to the North Pole, damn it. And these poor creatures, I mean, at, at one point, poor Staryu is like dying. Beeping. It's like... Yeah, it's beeping. It's jewel is is blinking, and it they're physically exhausted, and and then the twerps are laying there because you know they're suffering from exposure under the hot sun in the ocean. It's and then this they're is like, stupid. Yeah, they're like, get the hell up, Pokemon, <laughs> keep going. They would have These, so died. They this is <laughs> so yeah. They would have just died. 
Okay, it's a distance of 3,752 miles from Japan to the North Pole. Okay, so they're making the Pokemon on this little raft swim 3,000 miles. 4,000 miles. 4,000 miles. Obviously, they don't make it, right? Like Alex was mentioning, the, they're <laughs> oh blinking God. red, they're blushing red, they're not the next doing part. too well. Then we see Ash decide that he's going to be the hero here. Oh my god. And he decides that, you know what, these clothes are going to weigh me down. Even though I've swam in them in every single episode before this one, strips down to his boxers and says, hey, I'm going to give this a go. Anybody have any thoughts on that? Jacob, we got to go to the North Pole. Could you please strip down and we're going to tie you to a raft and you're going to swim us to the North Pole. Could you do that real quick? I, see, I can't do that. But wait, what? Did you guys hear that? What? Did you guys, did you guys hear someone say they could help me? Who is it? Is it a magical voice? No, it's coming. Hold on, let me get back underwater. <sighs> you guys, did you guys hear that? Something's coming. Oh my freaking lord! It it's it's Lapras. Lapras oh, is here, <laughs> who also can telepathically com- <laughs> communicate, just like Jinx. And Ash has been hearing this for a little bit, but believes he is going crazy. <laughs> so just for con, okay, for context. Well, this whole part doesn't make any goddamn sense. But just to have a little bit more cohesiveness and coherence to this whole thing ash decides he's gonna strap himself to the raft which i guess that's good for him like at least he recognizes the pokemon was suffering after some time so he's like i'm gonna swim then they're they're all of a sudden overtaken by this rogue wave out in the middle of nowhere ash then is starting to drown (laughs) he's dying and (laughs) he's dying in the ocean as he's sinking to his death a mysterious voice calls out, and suddenly, there's the telepathic Lapras, who is saving them from certain doom. <laughs> yeah. I had some critiques of this Lapras. Please, God, this Lapras is horrible. This Lapras is perfect. Oh, we have differing opinions. All right. Let's all say our piece about Lapras. According to the exposition that Lapras gives us, because it can talk. Is, Lapras is, Lapras is a bit... Oh, yeah bitch <laughs> <laughs> jesus and here we go <laughs> tell us how you really feel yeah we got i was so thing. overcome with the motion i couldn't even i couldn't even formulate the words in my oh mouth my that looked a lot way, that looked way funnier on video because it was like uh, <laughs> bitch, that, that, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right lapras says that jinx has been missing for several days so she's been looking for jinx the whole time presumably and then she finds Jinx, and she finds the twerps have, like, constructed a raft and swam thousands of miles to the ocean. And she was like, well, I just had to watch you to make sure your intentions were pure. And I'm like, Lapras! What have you been doing this whole time? Letting, letting these children exhaust themselves! <laughs> exactly why! The globe. <laughs> can you see why now I have my feelings that I have? That's a great point. I did. I think that Lapras was trying to kill this Jinx, and I'll tell you why. Oh, it's been gone okay. for several days. I wish we got a s- specific number here, because when did that ice melt that it was on, and when did it have to get in the water and swim for the island? And who put it on the island? How did it get to the island? We have no answers. There's no answers here. <laughs> I think the Lapras pushed it on the, the beach. I wonder how far they made it before Lapras appeared. Presumably this was several hours later because we've got the Pokemon exhausted. They've been laying out in the sun. Ash decided to swim. I mean, it's presumably been several hours. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this. This is so crazy. Uh, goodness. So I, I think this Lapras is actually good-hearted maybe a little bit 
because it sees that because Ash is going to the North Pole, it's he's obviously a good person. That's what that's how you make sure you know if someone's a good person or they have good intentions. Is if they say, "Hey, we're gonna get this lost thing back to the North Pole." So our Lapras comes to save the day, and then we see Team Rocket is continuing to stalk us because they're not going away anytime soon, as we know. And now we know that, of course, we're heading to the North Pole. Lapras reminds us that, hey, it's going to get cold, obviously. This makes me think back to when I was talking about the the ice melting from the, the glacier. Well, this part's the worst part. Well, one of the worst parts, because they're all dressed in their normal outfits. They're not prepared for the elements at all. And to stave off the frostbite, decide that the only way to do this is to wrap themselves in Jinx's hair, which is horrible. I guess that's the best option that they could have. I mean, instead of the Lapras offering to offer some kind of help. Why did the twerps have to go with... Okay, here's my question. Why Mm. do the twerps have to go with Lapras and Jinx? Why can't Lapras have been like, Oh, wow. Thanks, guys, for finding this Jinx. I'll take it from here. Bye. Oh, my God. Do you think Santa's evil and was just trying to kill the witnesses to the Jinx? I don't know what Santa is, but this whole episode shouldn't even have happened. And so the twerps didn't have to go with Lapras. We didn't have to have this. So we could have just ended right here and been okay. <laughs> I love how we just keep going. It should have ended right here or shouldn't have not existed. I'm not going to defend all of Lapras's actions, but I will say Lapras has been psychically observing them for, for several hours. So if Lapras were to take the Jinx and go now, that would leave them stranded in the middle of the ocean on a flimsy little raft. They got themselves there. They can't That's true. They did get themselves. They get themselves back. <laughs> yeah, I wish we would have known how far they would have gotten with the original Pokemon that were there. That would have been kind of helpful with assessing, helping with assess how far easily they could make it back. If Lapras was really concerned about, oh no, the Torps are stranded in the ocean, blah, blah, Lapras could have taken the Torps back to the land and then taken Jinx with it on its way back. There you go. Problem solved. Well, Santa's about to launch at any moment now. Ugh. He needs his boot. <laughs> he can't. He can't get delivered without the boots. He can't grip on the roofs. That's his own fault for not having a second pair of boots. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Okay. To be honest, I kind of at this point, I kind of lost a lot of interest. And <laughs> now you lost interest. Well, I was kind of like, "Where's this going?" I was tentative because it was my first time seeing the episode, but at this point, I was just burnt out. So I'll just say this: We make it to Santa's workshop. Okay, and Team Rocket's there, and they're freezing. Okay, and of course, obviously, Jessie's still pissed that she never got her toy back or whatever, so they decide to attack Santa's workshop. I thought they were going to blow it up at first because they launch a missile at it, but it turns out that this missile is just nothing but netting, which I should have seen coming from our last episode, or, but that was that was a long time ago, I guess. I'm, this, or, this order's messing me up here with this being out of sequence with <laughs> the episodes because the last episode, they capture, uh, what is it, Stella with a net. Oh, oh, I have a theory. Yes. They're still in the computer world. That's where we last saw them. And this is all a simulation. Oh my gosh, that's actually a really good point. Is this your Ash in a coma theory or something? Yes, he's in a coma for this episode in the the computer world. He's been in a coma since the Spiros electrocuted him to almost near death. Yes, I guess so. (laughs) Jacob's like, yes, that's true. (laughs) We're all so done. We're just done. Yeah, I'm just done with this. We're done with this Uh, shit. So they they steal the Jinx, but then Team Rocket looks in Santa's workshop and they see like that there's not one Jinx. There's like what are we looking at? Thousands upon. There's too thousands. many Jinx, is what yeah. it is. The Jinx are the elves, basically. Yeah, adding to the long list of really bad decisions they made with Jinx. Yes, 
This is uh, this is a problematic thing here. Yes. And we see Santa there and and he's waiting to get his boot back from Lapras, who I guess he sent out like just now after missing his boot for how long are we talking about here? Is this why you thought Santa was evil? Yeah. He only wants his boot. Yeah, a little bit. A little selfish intended. He's like, oh, my, I don't have a jinx missing. I have a boot missing, I guess, you know. He mentions his boot like three times. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. I need my boot. I need my boot. <laughs> uh, goodness. But this doesn't, seeing all this jinx, the Santa Claus, this doesn't stop Team Rocket from trying to have their master plan unfold and steal all the presents, which I guess is what we're trying to do here. So they have the Jinx load their submarine with presents. Then we see Santa come out and Jesse tells Santa, hey, this is payback for a doll that Jinx stole a long time ago. And then we see Jinx grace Jesse's forehead with its hair and starts reading her mind and telepathically <laughs> communicates and sees what happened with the doll. And it turns out Jesse was wrong. And Santa explains that he took the doll to have it repaired. Jesse doesn't believe Santa, but then Jinx... He sends Jinx away, and Jinx comes back with the doll that she lost. And I have some thoughts about this part. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So Jessie, Jessie's little when this happened. I say she's probably like eight. Let's say she's 16 now, 15 now. This is eight years later. I'm sorry, 16, 15. How old is she? She's got to be 20. Well, she said it was 10 Christmases ago is when this happened to her. So she was presumably nine or 10, because now she's probably like 19 or 20, right? 20? Sure. Yeah. Yes. So it's been that long, and now Santa's just now trying to get the doll back to her. Did they ever explain why he failed to get the doll back to her before, or were there any issues? Yes, that's what she says, because she doesn't buy this lame-ass excuse either. She's like, why did it take you 10 years? If that's true, if, if all you're trying to do is fix it, how come you didn't give it back to me or whatever? The reason being was she didn't believe in santa claus anymore and he can't go where somebody's heart is closed off to him or some shit i don't know <laughs> that's my point though he's the reason why she doesn't believe though <laughs> it's a catch-22 situation yeah he's the whole situation why she's not like getting anything so he retroactively <laughs> you know what i don't buy present. santa's excuse either because clearly she did believe in him because she held a grudge against him for 10 years like exactly. santa, you bastard you stole my toy so clearly she believes in him he just didn't want to he he's a liar <laughs> what she said several times throughout the episode and we haven't really remarked upon this was santa claus is a jinx so she calls the jinx santa claus several times and when they see all the jinxes, she says, look, there's lots of Santas. So she believes in Santa Claus as an institution of jinx, but not as an individual man. But she I still guess. has belief. She still has belief in the idea <laughs> yeah, of a Santa like, Claus. Yeah, I know, She's I know, I know. To, She even had it set up by the chimney with the trap. and That's true. The trap relied on oh Santa God. Claus coming to yes. get this. Oh my god, oh my god, you guys, this doesn't make any sense because you know, you want to know why this makes no goddamn sense? Okay. Okay, she believes that Santa Claus is a jinx, right? Right. But clearly, clearly that's not true because James dresses up as the man version of Santa Claus. So clearly they have to have an understanding of Uh. a human version of Santa. So that explanation doesn't make any sense. In the flashback, when the jinx stole Jesse's doll... She was dressed as Santa Claus with the hat and the red jacket with the white trimming. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I was about to have an outrage moment and you ruined yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry. Let it go. Let it, we'll edit it out. Let it go. Let it go. Keep going. No, keep it in. No, this is this is what it is. This episode is a, okay. I don't blame anyone for forgetting any details of this episode because this is a fever dream nightmare. So like. <sighs> I'm still, I'm struggling. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm struggling too because I'm, we go, okay. So wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, sorry. Can I just say one other thing about this? Okay. <laughs> no, please do. Is, so is it, this is just Jesse's weird, weirdness because clearly Ash, Br- Brock and Misty know of Santa Claus. So they know that he exists as a, as the human version of Santa. So this is just Jesse's effed up childhood, right? Her misunderstanding of what Santa is. is yeah. That- it's like a save, saving story or whatever. It's like redemption, whatever, I guess. Well, she, well, yeah, but she thinks Santa's a jinx, but that's just Jesse's misunderstanding. Like, everybody else understands that there's an actual Santa, right? God, I hate this episode. Yeah, no one's surprised <laughs> to see this either. Like, they, the twerps get there and everyone, Jesse and James are kind of like, whatever, but the twerps, maybe Santa's like, well known in this universe, I guess. Yeah, they don't Except seem very really surprised at this. They're like, oh, yeah, Santa, like the guy down the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh, he's yeah, like normal. Him. It's normal to see him. Like, because the Jinx kind of doesn't even try to hide it when she normally, when she goes, takes Jesse's doll. She kind of just walks out in the middle of the room and's like, hits some bags and it makes a lot of noise and just takes it and goes back. Maybe that's just the routine in the Pokemon universe. It's not really much of a secret. Oh, my God. This is a horrible episode. Oh. <laughs> it is. It is. I'll wrap it. I'll wrap, I'm going straight from memory here. I'm putting the notes oh, away. My phone died. It was on 75% and now it's on zero. So What? That oh, was only what? like 20 minutes ago. That was a, that was a joke. Um, oh, 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 my God. God. Jacob. <laughs> we never know with you. We'll never know with you. Keep you guessing. I was like, damn, your phone's jacked up. It is jacked up, but okay. that's neither here nor there. What happened, what, what's jacked up is Jesse's touched by this but her friends aren't uh james and meowth they decide hey we're gonna take these presents anyway even though your touching story has graced everyone here and made them feel sappy we have not been swayed and so they decide to run away but we get charmander who uses i think it's like fire spin to stop them and then we have uh what is it jinx uses psychic and then we have flappers coming with the kill shot with ice beam to stop them in their gyarados submarine and they get captured, and they're put on the Nate list. Later on, we see them asleep in bed, still waiting for Santa, because I guess now they feel that it, they've seen him and they believe. But we see Jinx pop in and blow a kiss to him, which is a weird power we've never seen before, and they fall asleep. Like, it doesn't actually kiss them. It blows them a kiss. And you see the lip stuff touch them on the face, and they fall asleep. Oh, God, gross. Which seems kind of, that's an OP Jinx right there, because that thing could be putting people to sleep anywhere at any time at any moment. And that's holiday hygiene. Oh, God. Thank God we're done. <laughs> we're done with it. We made it through. Okay. One note. You forgot the part where Ash is like, I forgot to tell Santa what I wanted for Christmas. And then the Jinx gives them their mysterious presents and we don't know what they are. I cut it off. I cut it off before that. It was right before <laughs> the Team Rocket part. So you did watch oh, it. Oh, I did? Oh, I did? Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. So what, uh, what do we think that they got in their gift boxes? Ooh, good question. Okay. Brock got a flashlight. Oh my god! I was gonna say PG thirteen, but that was it. I was gonna no, go. No. I was gonna go. So I was actually gonna be nice. What were you gonna be? I was like, Ash got a bell that uh, you can only hear if you believe in Santa. <laughs> sure. Oh my god. Maybe he got. I want to say Ash got a replacement for his little um, cuckoo clock thing at the that he broke at the very beginning. Oh, the one that Delia oh. had to wait in yeah. line for days for, or whatever. 
the little what was it a little far-fetched or something i could be wrong uh, the little the little clock alarm clock that he breaks at the beginning i think misty got a protective cover for her dolls oh, um, yeah. oh wait that has that hasn't happened yet so no she could no. not have gotten that oh, oh right <laughs> oh yeah we're having a continuity problem what did she get what would she want early on a bicycle he got her a bicycle <laughs> oh my god yeah why didn't she just get a damn bicycle from santa claus yeah. after all this we'll never know maybe she got some like new suspenders or something new suspenders brock got a turbo man <gasps> Ooh, i just watched jingle all the way the yeah other and night. i did too yeah turbo man oh, did it really the- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's bad but it's enjoyable to okay. watch can we talk about jingle all the way for a split second yeah i forgot that i think that movie holds up i forgot how good how funny sinbad was he is the best part of that movie. He is phenomenal in that movie. The part with the bomb, and he's like, there's some sick people in this world, man. Some sick people. <laughs> I lost it. God, Sinbad was phenomenal in that movie. Alex, have you seen Jingle All the Way? I have. N- I don't even know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. You need to watch it. <laughs> yes. It's got the governor in it and Sinbad. So what is this exactly? Austin, explain. Okay. It's a movie where the Terminator is the father of Anakin Skywalker, and... Um, Anakin Skywalker wants a toy, and it's like a Power Rangers kind of toy. And so Arnold and Sinbad battle their way through the city until eventually they end up in a really shitty version of the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade and battle in the air like superheroes and supervillains. And there's a bomb threat going around because at this time going postal was a really popular phrase. And various other things happen. And in the end, capitalism and consumerism saves the day. We all believe in Christmas. They even Hooray. point out. They even point out that there was a manager in the movie, and they get like one or a couple turbo dolls because no one can find it. Like Austin, I think mentioned, and he's like, "The price just doubled," or something like that. Like he just keeps oh, jacking yeah. the price. Like the he's, scalping, he's scalping in the store, like <laughs> trying to get these dolls out. <laughs> I forgot about the underground ring of Santas who are. Yes. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by this. I, I'm going to have to watch it's this. It's less weird than holiday hijinks. I'll say that. Yes. Okay. That is. I, I, I can believe that. I can. It's really good until the end has some really, really bad special effects. But other than that, it's actually... Well, when did this movie really. come out? The 80s? I mean, 96. Yeah, something like that. 96, right. 94. Well, we can't have high expectations for good special effects. No, the bad thing about it is you're, you're realistic throughout the whole movie and like very... There's no kind of special effects, and they put kind of a lot in at the end that makes it a little... (laughs) But that's it. It's a good movie. In the spirit of the holidays, I'll I'll seek it out and I'll watch it. Maybe to get my mind off of this horrible episode. Okay. Alex, did you ever finish Solar Opposites? I did not. Okay, they just released a Christmas special for Solar Opposites, and it's themed entirely around Jingle All the Way, and that's why I rewatched it before I watched that. Austin, you're the king of, like, supplemental media. Like, every time there's, like, a, a thing, you're like, oh, I gotta watch this before I, you know, watch this other thing so I have the context. Like, when you watched all the... What did you watch for the Kung Fu? Like... The Rocky? The Rocky. Oh, yeah, the Rocky yes, movies. Yes, Rocky. Like, Gosh, I all wish we got stuff. a... And that whole conversation's gone. Yeah, that all got deleted. <laughs> because it was, like, you couldn't hear a word of it. I have to appreciate mm. that. The fact that you're, you, you go all in with the stuff you watch. Like, oh, I gotta build up to this i gotta watch this that and the other because it ties in somehow you know what you know what rocky was he was the mvp oh 
And we can move on to our MVP and LVPs and our quotes. Ah. Oh, our most viable player and our least viable player and our quote that had the most impact. And remember the rules. You can only use one person or Pokemon once or item. The randomizer has spoken. Or actually, you know, the funny thing is the randomizer touched me and uh, told me the order. Oh, um, With its hair? <laughs> With its hair, yeah. It just reached out and Ew. got me there. Uh, okay. I will be going first. Thank you, randomizer. Followed by Austin and then Alex. Aww, You're going to wrap us up. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I guess I had a little clever quote from Ash about when they finally get in it, when he brags about the North Pole's not going to bother him. And Ash states, a little cold doesn't bother me, but a lot does. Wait, he said that? I completely missed it. Yeah, I he, didn't hear that either, but I believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, that's pretty good. And I I gave my MVP to, I think we're all going to disagree on this, I gave my MVP to Lapras. Oh, okay. yeah, we can I disagree, kind of, but go we on. Can, <laughs> we can kind of say that like Lapras had been watching these kids kind of suffer for a while. But I think Lapras's role in all this is he's the defender of the North. All right, so if he doesn't watch them and kind of scout them out a little bit, and plus he did a good job of not being recognized, too. That's a really good scout. In the shadows. In the shadows, yeah, in the shadows of the ocean. That's where Lapras was. If he's watching them to make sure that they're not bad, you know, and he brings them in because they're good people. So I thought he was a very good defender of the North in a way. I kind of loved and hated that when Lapras spoke, the body was enveloped in, like, a rainbow outline every single time. Yeah. And I liked it because it was weird, but I hated it because it was really ugly. Well, Senna gave him that, because it lets you know when he's about to speak. Okay. Is this, like, a documented thing? Like, does Lapras have telepathic powers, or is this the first time that they're saying, oh, yes, and by the way, it has telepathic powers? Like, has this ever happened before, since, or is there, like, Pokedex entries or something to back this up? Like, um, Dexter said it understands human speech. I have to know. You guys keep talking because I'm very, I'm skeptical of this. I'm trying to think of other telepathic Pokemon that doesn't make any sense. Is like, Zorua. There's one, like, legendary one that's kind of, like, weird that talks. Which one? There's a... Uh... I feel what's like the legendaries Jirachi? have a little leeway. No, yeah, what's the lion-looking one? Entei, but that was an That was a dad, right? That was the dad? It, it was a magical Entei, it wasn't... <laughs> this could be a magical Lapras. Obviously, it's canon. It's this canon. whole episode is weird, so it could be a magical Lapras. <laughs> it's canon. So fuck it, it is. Okay, <laughs> it so... It is Santa Claus's Lapras, after all. <laughs> okay, I guess we're supposed to believe in, like, the magic of, like, Christmas or something, but I'm looking on Bulbapedia. It looks like... There are some entries that say it can understand the minds of people and understand human Ooh, speech. Ooh, the minds of people. Okay, Ooh. Yellow's Pokedex entry says, A gentle soul that can read the minds of people. It can ferry people across the sea on its back. Uh, Stadium says, Capable of understanding the language of humans. Um, oh, oh, wait. Have you seen Leaf Greens? It says Santa Claus owns a Lapras that can speak telepathically. Oh. There we go. <laughs> no, it's canon. There we go. My God. Okay, so there are several entries that that do say it can understand human speech. But does it know any, like, psychic moves or something? Hold on. I gotta see this. Okay, here's my question. Don't all Pokemon understand human speech? Yes. Well, yes. You're to that. That's a good fucking point. It's like kind of just said it just to sound smart or make it sound smarter than what it is. It's like (laughs) it it serves no point. So it does what the rest of them do. Well, they have to understand human speech (laughs) because they just highlighted it. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yes. they ha- there, there's several times where Ash is like, oh, what's that, Pikachu? You want me to do this out of the other or whatever? Yeah, and Pikachu just goes, and Ash is like, oh, my God, what's up? In the next episode, Pikachu says we have to get back to Brock. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> okay, so this really is bizarre because I can't believe none of us thought of that. Maybe because they're interacting. Maybe they don't necessarily understand. Maybe. <laughs> I don't see any psychic type moves that Lapras can learn. It's the magic of Christmas. Uh, I love it. Okay, you know what? Okay, you know what? I'm I'm just closing this because I'm thinking too hard and it's hurting now. Yeah, you can't think too hard with this episode. You just can't. I'm uh. Jacob, what's your LVP? My LVP, my LVP was Jinx. Oh, I wanted her. I picked Jinx for making Jesse to make Jesse lose faith in Santa Claus. Uh. I don't have any good quotes other than Santa Claus saying, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for bringing back my boot. By any chance, did you find a jinx? He says as, as an afterthought. That wasn't <laughs> his, a very good quote. but His I'm, priority is the yeah, boot. Yeah, yeah I'm, ugh, I'm struggling. No, that was funny. The boot understands human speech. <laughs> my MVP will be the boot for understanding human speech. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It even fabricated a picture of Santa inside it, so you know. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's a magical it's boot. It's a magical boot. Who puts a picture of themselves inside their shoe? <laughs> what if the boot is like a Wobbuffet situation, and the boot's the Pokemon, and Jinx is like the substitute, like the tail, like with Wobbuffet, the tail's the Pokemon, and the blue parts. What if the? I don't know. My don't LVP, listen to me. Will <laughs> be the boot because it started the stupid episode. <laughs> oh my god this is oh this is insanity (laughs) alex (laughs) we could have taken hardcore drugs and not have this kind of you know fever dream that's going on right now we could have not we could have taken anything and never came up with anything remotely close to how crazy this is do you think santa sleeps in his boots like, why is the only, the one boot missing? Why didn't it just take both fucking boots? Like, if, if Santa took the boots off, why wouldn't she take both fucking boots? Yes. Austin. I have a new theory. Oh, God. There's Santa so many. Claus, There's Santa so Claus many. and this, like, Jinx workshop situation and the magical Lapras and all this, they only exist on Christmas Day. Oh. Every other day of the year, no one thinks Santa Claus is real, but on this one special day, they materialize into existence. And so he materialized without his boot on? Yes. <laughs> the jinx had been lost for the entire year with the boot from the previous Christmas. Oh, okay. oh, I thought you meant, oh, I thought you meant like it, everything formed correctly, but his boot on his foot. Like oh, all the machines well, okay, and that cogs too. welded perfectly. But that was the one glitch. The, <laughs> Y'all, the one you're, glitch. you're going too crazy. This is too deep now. <laughs> oh, just, my God. Can okay. we do fan fiction on this? No. No. <laughs> No. Oh goodness, Alex, put us out of our misery here. In this, did you did you already go? I kind of blacked out. Did you already say all yours? Really? Okay. Yeah, the boot was both my MVP and LVP. Oh, okay. We'll allow and you it. You did a quote. Oh, you did the quote, the boot thing. Yeah. Oh my God! If we say the word boot one more time, <laughs> boot. Let's, ah! give this epi- let's give this episode the boot. Yes, please. Yes, All right. Please. Quickly, quickly, I'll just go through this. MVP, star you because it was cute and it was almost dying and nobody cared, so I felt bad for it. LVP. Did somebody say Lapras? I'm saying Lapras. No. Lapras is a bitch. 
she let them suffer and almost die in the ocean and then she's like oh and i watched you suffer and that's the test of a true pure-hearted person okay let's go to the north pole fuck that okay labyrinth you're terrible bye okay i was probably wrong with labyrinth i just i keep thinking more about it no you can't take it back team rocket got team rocket team rocket got through and the twerp so the bad people did get through labyrinth you're terrible you're still my favorite pokemon though so i'll put you as my mvp all right. Thank God we're, we've acknowledged that. And now we can move on forever. Yes. And we can finally move on to... It's snow day. Snow way out. It's, it's snow day. There was almost snow way out of that episode, but we've mm. moved on. <laughs> Austin, you want to kick us off with the summary for snow way out? Yeah, tell me when. And two, one, Go. Ash is a huge fucking asshole in this episode because he <laughs> demands that the twerps and Team Rocket get hopelessly lost in the snowy mountain ranges of Kanto. Then he gets separated because he's an idiot and falls off a cliff because he's an idiot. So he digs a little snow cave and he's like, okay, Pokemon, you all get in the ball so you won't freeze to death. But they're like, no, Ash, we love you. So they jump out of the balls and keep him warm all night. Then they all survive and then they steal Team Rocket's balloon and float away, leaving Team Rocket to die in the snow. Time. Wow, that uh, that pretty much sums it up right there. Yeah, that was yep. literally start to finish. This is like Merry Christmas vertical limit Pokemon almost. <laughs> that was a pretty good movie. I've never heard of that movie. What happened in Vertical Limit? Oh, well, there's this like mountain, and people are like, "Hey, we should go up there and try to climb it." And people are like, "No, it snows. It's dangerous. You shouldn't do it." And they do it anyway, and they kind of get trapped up there, and some people perish. This this episode, this Snow Way Out episode, is the epitome of fuck around and find out. Yeah. Ash fucked around and he found out. So. Don't get lost like I did. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to talk about Ash and his idiocy. But. Wasn't it like two episodes ago the podcast I was talking about how I got lost on a mountain? I was having some flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some flashbacks here. See, to be fair, to be fair, I knew when it had turned back. Let me put it that way. I knew when it turned back. At least there was no man in a car to come save them. So <laughs> the man in the car was the Team Rocket balloon. <laughs> That's okay. it. All right. Like Austin said, here we are in. They're traveling as they do in the woods, and they're in like a sunny valley type area, and they come to a fork in the road, and the narrator kind of gives us a sense of foreboding because he's like, oh no. There was a lot of like alliteration. I didn't even write down the narrator, what he said, but he was being ridiculous. He's like, oh no, I sense danger. So the twerps come up to a fork in the road and Ash, well, this doesn't make any sense. Right off the bat, this makes no sense because Brock has a map in his hand and he's like, okay, here we go. This is the way to whatever town they're going to. But Ash just arbitrarily decides, I'm going to go right. Bye. And then nobody says anything or or Brock doesn't say, wait, Ash, we have to go straight or to the left or whatever. The right doesn't lead anywhere. They just follow him. I don't, I don't know. Is this one out of order too? Yes. Okay. Charmander's in it. Why do they, why do they take this one out? Just because the Porygon just screwed that things up that much? I'm guessing they probably had a... Like, because it was also snowy and it was also Jesse-related, they were, like, pairing it with the holiday hijinks episode. Okay, because, Alex, like, you mentioned there's a map, and I was... They don't ever say where they're ex- exactly trying to get to. 
Well, I think this is taking place during the period where we're just wandering nowheresville. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a lot of those. <laughs> this is like the mountain next to the forest, next to the desert, next to the yes tundra, the okay. snowy mountain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There we go. Clarity that we literally saw. It was like temperate forest, snowy abyss next to each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's also, like you said, there's also a desert in the middle of that somewhere. There's oceans on one side and jungle on the other side. I mean, who the hell knows? So they decide to follow Ash, because why not? Why the hell not? So they start climbing up this snowy mountainside, and Brock has a compass, but that's no use whatsoever, because the mountain's full of iron ore, and the iron's interfering with the compass, so that's useless. So Brock decides that he's going to look at the sun and tell the direction from the sun, but he doesn't know how to do that, so they're hopelessly lost. So Ash gets the brilliant idea to send out Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto, help us find a way down the mountainside, which Pidgeotto seems to do for a hot second, finds a way, and they're like, great, let's go. So they follow Pidgeotto. That was actually a really good idea by Ash. I thought that was actually pretty like on the spot in the moment to kind of think of that. Pidgeotto had a good showing this episode. Yeah, yeah, Pidgeotto does, yeah. Mm, one might blame Pidgeotto for part of this, oh. but we'll get, we'll get there. If I was Pidgeotto, I would have said, turn back around. Yeah, like, <laughs> it just comes back and it says, you're screwed because it understands humans. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike like Lapras, it understands humans. God. That's going to be a running gag. <laughs> so we cut to Team Rocket, who is following the twerps as they do... And James and Meowth are miserable, but Jessie is having the time of her life. Oh my god, this part was <sighs> hilarious. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I know this is probably somebody's quote, I'm not gonna say the quote itself, but basically Jessie recounts her childhood. This is, okay, you know what, I actually felt really bad for Jessie. This is very sad. She's like recounting with glee, like, she remembers her childhood fondly, thinking this is the best fucking thing ever. But this was actually very sad because apparently they're, they're so poor. Or her mom is such a terrible mother. She's Her mom used to make her, like, food items that were completely made out of snow. Like, a snow-baked potato and, like, snow sushi rolls and all this. And present it to Jessie like it was actually, like, a full five-course meal or something. But it was literally just a bunch of snow. Which has no nutritional value whatsoever. I just, I love Jessie's attitude about it, though. She was just... I know, so joyful. And then she brings, I think, sauces, right? Doesn't she have, like, kind of yeah, sauces? she's like, for- soy sauce. She's soy like, sauce. snow with yeah. soy sauce is the best delicacy ever. Yeah, I found her says. attitude just hilarious. And just, I don't know, the, her attitude. I had the opposite. This this depressed me a lot because I'm like, this is the mark of an abused person. And she's in denial. It actually made me sad. <laughs> mm. Is here where I mansplain something? Please, go ahead. This isn't Jesse's mother. Who is it? One of her orphan foster children? Yep. Oh, see, I didn't catch that part. See, in the dub, she says it's her mother, but in the apparently in the original, she does not. Oh. We'll see Jesse's mother at a later time. Oh. So this only reinforces then my feelings about this and the fact that her terrible foster families that she jumped around to treated her like shit and gave her snow to eat and passed it off as something good. Ugh. Poor Jessie. Oh, she's a tragic okay. character. Were they eating that okay. because that was the only thing they had, or were they just poor enough they couldn't afford food? I was under the impression that that woman was trying to make the most 
out of their situation. That's what I was thinking. Trying to get make it like fun out of a snowy day. Yes, I do. I that's what I, I thought agree. about it. I agree, but that doesn't make it any less sad. It was very sad. It was sad, but I thought it was more of coming from a place of grace. Like here's your, I can't afford it, so I'm going to do what I can to make you happy. And I found Jesse's attitude like, if that was the circumstance that she was under, refreshing and kind of like happy and. Like I said, there's different ways to look at it. Different strokes, different folks. We'll yes, say. you're right. They, it can go either way. You know, mm-hmm. is it, this is an abusive situation or maybe more likely trying to make the best of a bad situation. But that just goes to show you that Pokemon, the Pokemon world is not a utopia. Like, they, there's no financial assistance for, like, foster families. What's happening here? Why couldn't Santa Claus come and help? <laughs> where was Why Santa? Unlimited resources. <laughs> Yeah, where the heck was she sleeping the last episode in a mansion? Now where she's out on the streets eating snow? What the hell? Jesse's everywhere all she's the time. Everywhere, yeah, yeah. I would watch an entire show about Jesse's many backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, you could you could make a whole spinoff with just her. She's ha- she has a colorful life. In fact, I would argue this two these two episodes kind of present that notion of like Jesse could be anywhere at any time because you she's just all over the place. There's many Jessies. How much of this is just her, like, imagination or storytelling versus, like, what actually happened to her? Uh, I think she's truthful, because the doll thing actually turned out to be real. It was just, mm. the intentions were wrong, so maybe she remembers pretty good. She's lived a life, Jesse. Yeah. Yes, so. All right, so they're trying to follow the twerps through the snow for some reason. They try to head them off with the Meowth balloon, but it ends up drifting away in the snowy breeze. Um, so they become exhausted trying to chase it down. Meanwhile, a blizzard has started. You know, we're on this mountain. The sun is going down. It's getting dangerous now. They're in the elements. There's a blizzard happening. So Brock demands that they stop and dig a snow cave because otherwise they're going to be in real danger here. But suddenly a huge gust of wind comes through and blows Pikachu straight out of Ash's arms Ash decides to run after Pikachu because he's tumbling away. And Brock and Misty are like, oh my god, Ash. But they don't chase after him because that's too dangerous. Yes. And this is a very specific gust of wind. Because there's a lot of stuff that this thing could have hit. But it just happens to propel itself right <laughs> at Pikachu at the right moment. The right exact time to this hit happens only so Pikachu. <laughs> yep. I'm thinking of the pool in the back here. Yes. <laughs> the right moment at the right time. You are so right. This happens to Pikachu. Poor Pikachu. All the time getting just (laughs) hit exactly right to be carried away. Oh, God. The universe is against Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu's a plot device. Pikachu disappears and Ash is wandering aimlessly through the blizzard, which is getting worse now. And he hears Pikachu calling out to him, you know, in the darkness and the snow and... We find, Ash finds Pikachu hanging perilously off a ledge, clinging for dear life to this ledge, and he can't reach him. He tries to reach him, but then he falls. Oh, no. <gasps> yes, it's very scary. But he catches himself on a second ledge, and then Ash gets the bright idea to use Bulbasaur to pull Pikachu up with the vines. So, hooray, Bulbasaur saves the what day. What would they do without Bulbasaur? <laughs> oh, my God, they would die. I have a question about this part. Yes. Can Bulbasaur not retract its vines? Oh my god. Wait, what? Because <laughs> Ash says vine whip and grabs... Ash starts pulling oh, them. Oh, oh, So are they just kind of slag after he uses vine whip and they got to kind of shrivel back in there? Or is it retractable? Or what are, we, what are we going here? What kind of mechanics well, we're using? 
the cold conditions yes. made the vines go limp. Well, yes. then. <laughs> That was not a penis joke, but thank you, Jacob. I was about to say, what if, what if the vines couldn't reach as far as they normally could? <laughs> just like, okay, okay. This is the E for explicit Pokemon podcast. What can I say? Hey, we do have a disclaimer in the beginning, and I think I've dropped a couple of F-bombs now, so... Oh, I know I have. It's too late. So, well, they try to get back to, to Misty and Brock, but they cannot climb back up the, the sheer ledge that they fell down from, so they have no choice but to dig inside the side of the mountain and make a snow cave and wait out the night and hope to survive so we get charmander to like burn a hole in the side of the mountain and they make a cave and ash patches up the hole and they're hunkering down in there how much snow is on this mountain i mean like they dig pretty deep and it's like they find the one hollow spot on the whole mountain or is this yeah, like this structurally feet upon sound f- yeah how feet <laughs> upon feet of snow are we digging through here and they dig through it like in two minutes, of course, because they're magical. But they're deep in this mountain for some reason. They find the one hollow spot. Uh, my note was, I can't believe this whole thing didn't just collapse upon them and kill them in a moment. Yeah, that's exactly it. How did they not start an avalanche or something? That too. Yeah. Fun fact. If you get trapped in an avalanche and get trapped in snow, you spit. That's how you know which way's up or which way's down. Because whichever right. the spit falls... The gravity. You dig the opposite way. Yeah. Fun fact. Oh, look at you with your survival, wilderness survival tips. Just call me Bear Grylls. Don't drink your own pee. Uh, it's, it's okay to drink your own urine. It's sterile. That's actually not true. No, it's not. There's a lot of bacteria in there. Don't drink it. Don't oh, pee God. on wounds either. Excuse you. You can drink someone's pee if both you and they would like for you to do that. That is perfectly acceptable. Okay, between two consenting adults is a different story, but two or more consenting adults. Okay, yes, true. You know, we're not ha- we're not judging anyone. I believe they call that two doors, one room. Make good choices. Be safe. Be responsible. That's all we ask. Use protection. Okay. <laughs> for the for the piss. Um, <laughs> Make sure it's filtered before you. T- ah. If you've made it this far with us, we commend you. We really Merry do. Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas go. early. And, uh, you know, Happy Hanukkah, whatever, other holidays, Kwanzaa. We're past Hanukkah at this point when this episode goes live. Oh, that's true. Oh, mm. well, as of, as of right now, in, in present times, it's still happening. But at, when you guys hear this, happy belated Hanukkah. Oh, my God. I've completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> we're in the, in we're the inside. Cave. We're inside the mountain. All that talk about pee. Okay, they're in the cave. Ash is dying of hypothermia. So he's he's having his moral high ground moment where he's like, Pokemon, you have to go on without me. Get into your Pokeballs. I demand it, Pikachu. All this. We have a sad music in the background. The Pokemon are like, no, Ash, no. And he recalls them into their Pokeballs. Yes, Austin. You skip the Charmander part. Oh, yes. Oh, Charmander. Ash works Charmander to death prior to all this because he's like, let's gather around Charmander's tail, everyone. And poor Charmander's trying his damnedest to keep everyone in this cave warm. But then he's like dying. And Ash is like, oh, no, Charmander, you have to conserve your energy. So he forces Charmander back into the ball. Sorry, I missed that part. Ash has a tendency to overwork Charmander. And at this point, it's just sort of like typical Ash. No matter what stage of the evolution we're on. No wonder he turns out bad. I think this more than anything was what did it. This is what did it Charmander <laughs> in. Like this overuse of the flame. He's just got yep. it. He's like, hell yep. with it. I agree. 
Charmander had enough. Anyway, back to Ash. He's like, oh, Pokemon, you have to go back in the ball. And then he does something stupid, which I don't understand. He calls all the Pokemon back into their Pokeballs. But then he takes off his, like, little vest, jacket vest, and covers up the Pokeball. Like, wraps the Pokeballs in the vest and clutches it to his chest to help warm up the Pokemon. But I I don't... This... uh, Does that help any? I don't... You're just... You're quickening the suffering of yourself, like... Wouldn't wouldn't it be more wise to like put it under his shirt? So the body heat. Yeah, for the body heat. Well, without the jacket, because it's skin to skin is the best thing you can do mm-hmm. to conserve heat. So is this the point when he's like the hole comes in the cave and he's like his back's up against it? Oh well, that happens next, I think. Oh, okay, so we're not there yet. Okay. Yeah, a hole blows into the the cave because the wind is just gusting so much. So Once again. A specific stream of wind burst yeah. <laughs> into the cave. Like, I don't know what this, what's going on here. It's a fuck you in particular, Ash. <laughs> That's it. So Ash decides he's going to plug the hole with his body. Yeah, don't use the snow that's available <laughs> to you. Try- <laughs> yeah, the, the miles of snow that surrounds you. But he plugs the hole with his body and he's shivering and dying right there in front of Pikachu. And everybody's crying and it's just very sad. How do they plug the hole? I can't remember how they plug the hole. Do they plug the hole? I don't. They don't plug it. I don't. They don't plug the hole. It doesn't get plugged. It's an unplugged hole. Yeah, they do. They have to plug the hole. But I think I I, I missed it somehow. Does that just get frostbite in the back? I think they just skip to the next part. Yeah, I think they skip to the Team Rocket and the. Uh... Well, well, all the Pokemon jump out first. They jump out of the oh, yeah. ball. Or maybe he's still pressed up against the hole. <laughs> I think he stays there all night. How does he not have, like, necrosis and, like, rot and his, like, frostbitten back? I don't <laughs> just gets understand. Up, yeah. Man, I feel great. Snaps in half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think because there wasn't a transition and he didn't cover the hole. I think he just sat there and covered the hole all night. God, I loved if he would have been like, I would have plugged it with more snow, but the integrity of the mountain. <laughs> <sighs> Scoop some snow under from under your butt and put it on <laughs> Use your clothes to plug it. Something. Yeah, plug it with the jacket that you yeah. took off. Like, for God's sake, exactly. He's got to have something in that backpack that he could use. Use the backpack. Oh, my yeah. God. What if Keith came along and plugged it with his backpack? <laughs> Keith is going through the blizzard remains and stealing all the backpacks from the corpses from the, under the snow. If you missed the far-fished episode, that Keith was that guy. Keith's hiking the mountain, and every single time you see him, he changes clothes. He's got- He's just got, like, a different sweater on each time. He could have brought one of his, like, motorboats, and they could have motorboated down the mountainside. Just on the mountain? Yeah. He's just got the motorboat. My God. So, all the Pokemon jump out, and they're like, no, Ash, you can't sacrifice. I like how I'm saying, like, the Pokemon are talking to Ash, but they're not. They understand. Yeah. They they jump out to, to help um, smother Ash with their body heat so he doesn't die over, you know, in the night. Which is very touching. It's a very touching little moment. Then we're back to... No, actually, no, that's the end of it. Because it's the next day. And they've survived. And serendipitously, Brock and Misty are there as he digs his way. They're just there. They found him somehow. And there's Onyx, too. We haven't seen Onyx in a long time. And it, it turns out that Onyx dug into an underground hot spring. And Brock and Misty were, were doing pretty well. They were having a good time. Little cozy. In the hot spring. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. They had a little party and everything. Meanwhile, Ash is dying and suffering, but that's his own fault for running off. 
It should have been our fan fiction. Brock and Missy in the hot Ooh. spring. All oh. night. Getting hot in the hot springs. Ooh. That'll be our next fan fiction. I'll write something. Okay. okay. Steamy. Arthur's notes. It was quite bubbly. A-N. Stop flamming the story. Okay. <laughs> we forgot. Did we forget to mention about Team Rocket being in this nice crafted igloo? That oh, someone my knew? God. You're yeah, right. Yeah, so during Talk this whole that. night. <laughs> so this whole night when Ash is suffering in this little makeshift hole, somehow James, Jesse, and Meowth have crafted this perfect igloo. We don't know how. And they're kind of just struggling in there. And Jesse does actually talk about a really important thing that if you ever go hiking and you're trapped in freezing weather, if you fall asleep, that means you are dead. So, do not fall asleep. Yeah. So, if you ever get in a situation where if you're cold and you feel sleepy, do not close your eyes. I think that was, that was actually a pretty cool point she made. But anyway, they're just there and they've got this crafted igloo and they're just trying to make it through the night because their balloon, like we said earlier, is crashed. Which leads us to the kind of the end of the story. Was the igloo like a dream? Because the next time we see Team Rocket, they're not in yeah. the igloo. They're just out in the middle of the the open. So did they like dream the igloo maybe? I was praying for a log cabin. Oh, yeah, damn it. They could have <laughs> brought their mobile log cabin. <laughs> yeah, they just like, it's like sitting there <laughs> pumping it up. Yeah, they're able to find log cabins practically everywhere else, but not here. Well, they have to steal a Pokemon first, then they can locate a log cabin. Right. Oh, yeah. They that's, gotta, that's the trick of it. That's the prize. Uh, you're right. <laughs> oh, so the good thing that happens, though, with Brock and Misty and Ash, so right where they climb out of Ash's little snow cave that he built, right where they're at, fortuitously, the Team Rocket balloon has also blown in. So it's laying there, and they blow it back up and get it running, and they take off in the balloon on to the next town. Yep, we use we see Brock break out Vulpix. Oh yeah. To use flamethrower on the hot air balloon for fuel, but later on we see that as they're gliding away, there's actually nothing fueling the hot air balloon. So we're not exactly sure how this thing's propelling itself further, but hot air balloons in the Pokémon universe do not behave according to <laughs> science they just do physics, what they do physics at all they they go in all directions with minimum with just by effort by sheer thought power yeah. don't we get a whole like way later on we get a whole hot air balloon like sky battle competition episode we get multiple of those yeah yeah hot air balloons are a fixture in the pokemon anime yeah so team rocket then sees this the balloon flying by and they run after it and then they come to the next town, the unnamed town. I don't know where they are, but they're there now. And everybody has survived, so hooray. Quick point about Team Rock is they actually land in some hot springs that are just there. I think they landed in Misty and Brock's hot spring. Because it was like onyx-shaped hot spring. Okay, yeah, so he dug it out. Dang, they were really close to Ash then. That's kind of sad. I guess you couldn't tell in that blizzard. They were all 20 feet away from each other, but they couldn't tell in the snow. Yeah, that's probably that actually could happen. I f- yeah, I feel like that that could, you That know. is a very believable yeah. scenario. I'll give them that. You can't hear any... I mean, that, that whole part where Ash is calling out for Brock and Misty, and he's like, oh, they can't hear me anyway. He was right. I mean, you can't hear anything over wind like that. So there was, so, there was some factual things, some wilderness survival tips from Jesse, and this was a lot better than the last episode, I'll say that. Oh, oh yeah. my God, yeah. This actually had emotional reactions and actually felt cold. Like, watching this episode, I felt <laughs> like... I felt cold. I'm not kidding. Yeah, it did do a good job of conveying, like, this is a desperate situation, I thought. Yeah. Life or death is going on here. They did what they could for a children's show. All right. You guys want to move on 
do our MVP and LVP and our quotes for this episode? Or does anyone yes. else have any final thoughts? All right, let's move on. Austin, you're going to step up to the plate first here, followed by Alex, and then I will bring us home. All right, I'm going to claim J- Jesse as my MVP <laughs> for, as Jacob was saying, for having such a positive attitude through the whole thing and being the most competent uh, member of Team Rocket and making sure that James and Meow stayed awake and just generally being a good leader for survival tips in this episode. She deserved it. My LVP, I'm going to give it to Ash for getting them in this situation in the first place. Oh, I took one. I know, same. I know the starters and Pidgeotto all jumping out of the balls and and crowding up on Ash. It's like a big sentimental moment. But I felt it was unearned. Ash didn't do anything in this episode to deserve that. And also, I feel like, you know, he and the starters have had like their bonding moments in the past. But when has he ever interacted with a Pidgeotto ever? Yeah, that's true. He's had the tight knit situation. He's had some like hardcore bondage with them, but not like with any other Pokemon bondage bondage you know the other thing too he didn't thank bulbasaur oh yeah he didn't think bulbasaur he didn't thank bulbasaur for saving pikachu again again did he even thank charmander for like keeping them alive i don't know i don't think so he did not he doesn't thank anybody other than pikachu and it's very Mm -mm. it's disgusting yeah i'm ready for ash to have some character development all right so my quote this isn't really a really funny one but it made me laugh because it's the end, of the, episode, the end of the episode, and Misty says, Ash, how did you get through the storm? And Ash says, we made a cave, just like Brock said. And then Brock's response is to go, ha! All right. Yep. He did a what now? He goes, ha! Oh. <laughs> I do remember that part. They had to okay, fill some, it, they had to fill some lip flaps there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he said, hi, like in Japanese, like, yes. James did that, too. And I think holiday hijinks, they, they had to fill some lip flaps too. And oh, hi, man. Alex, your turn. Hello. You know, I just I just had a, a realization. I don't think I did a quote for the last episode. <gasps> okay, retroactive quote. Get it. Get it going. If I did, I apologize. My brain is mush right now. But if I didn't, here it is for holiday holiday hijinks. I'll just say the Santa quote at the end it, when he's when all the jinx are using their psychic powers. I think it's time to sigh wave goodbye now. That was a good one. There, there it go. is. If I did it twice, I apologize, but I, I don't think so. After that episode, we're all mush. <laughs> yeah, really? All right. MVP, I'm going to give it to Onyx for making a staircase and getting Ash out off from the cliff ledge that he was on. And he dug a hole into the hot spring. So good for Onyx. We haven't seen him in a long time. I love Onyx. So MVP and, oh God, who am I going to say? I, I originally said Ash, but... You said Ash. I'll give it to the gust of wind that blew Pikachu away. Oh, no. <laughs> it's always that one specific damn thing. Like Jacob said, the wave catching Pikachu, the gust of wind. What quote should I? Oh, at the beginning. At the beginning. I have a good one where um, Misty and Brock are complaining when Ash gets them lost. Misty says, all right, Ash. You made this mountain into a molehill. Now get us off of it. I, there's one quote I thought you were going to use, but if Jacob doesn't use it, I'm going to say it. Okay. 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 My turn. Go. Yes. Has anybody, for my MVP, I'm going to give it to, has anyone got, gave it to Bulbasaur? Nope. No. I give it to Bulbasaur for saving Pikachu, for stepping up to the plate. Yeah. What would we do? Like you said, Austin, what would we do without Bulbasaur? God damn. 
Jeez, <laughs> uh, almighty. For my LVP, I'll give it to the fork in the road. <laughs> We're getting for, very abstract. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for making this happen. If you're just a straight path to this, why is there even a fork here anyway that leads to Deadly Mountain? If there was a yeah. fork that, that, that was straight to the city, somebody planned that. Yeah, why wasn't there like danger signs or something like danger, turn back, you yeah. know, experience trainers only or some crap like that? Well, Keith the backpack thief, he stole the signs okay. for his victims for their trap. To be fair, there were no signs on that mountain I was on either, so they are kind of scarce, mm. seemed to be. It was Melanie. Oh! Oh! Yes, I forgot about that her. That actually makes more sense. That serial killer crazy girl. Okay. Who people to her deaths. <laughs> for my quotes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with a couple, and mm-hmm. I may do more if need be. My first one was Brock, who's just the master <laughs> navigator here, and he goes, you know, if the sun's up at three o'clock, that means we're lost. And then Meowth had one that I really liked, too. Where they couldn't find Jesse, and Meowth goes, the snow is making her flaky. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Did I get any of your quotes, Austin? No, this is the one that I can't believe Alex didn't note. What? At the very beginning, Ash says... Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry, I think I just blew out my audio mic. Right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Go for I it. I can't believe it. No, no, no. Oh, my God. No, no, no. no George, <laughs> go. Oh, what am I even thinking? Okay. This this is something that we reference all the time it, it, off the podcast or whatever. It's come up several times. This is the episode. This is the episode where it happened. Oh, my God. Are you sure, Austin? Are you sure? Go for it. Okay. So, Misty says something like, I don't want to go mountain climbing. And Ash says, ah, what's a little hill? Come on, Peak. I know it's so stupid, but he calls him Peak. That's that's literally it. (laughs) It's the little things that stand out to me, okay? I'm weird. But he calls him Peak. It was so cute. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't say that. Oh, Austin. Wait, do we think come on Peak was a lip flap for Pikachu? Well, why would he say? Yeah, then he, it would say would he say would Pikachu? say, "What's a little know. hill, Pikachu?" Like I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, said, he delivers it that way. What's a little hill, Pikachu? <laughs> well, Brock's line delivery was also really off this episode. Yeah, what can they I were say? a little off. Mm. I think they had, this a, is dub, the, they had a double real quick. <laughs> uh, this is the. I think this is the first and only time he says that nickname. He's like, "Yeah, come on, come Peek, on and that's it. So cute. I don't know why that it, it is so endearing to me, but it is. Can our episode title be A Snowy Peak? Oh. Yay. Good job. We love puns here at Out of the Drawing Pan. Yeah, look out for A Snowy Peak coming to iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you can find podcasts. I apologize for any of our listeners' eardrums because I think I might have deafened some people, so I apologize. We're not not liable for any damages. (laughs) Well, 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 I guess that kind of brings us to an end here unless anyone has any other thoughts or whatever for these two episodes no well, that jinx thing really yeah that jinx thing us. messed me up yeah well you know what we're we're doing a, a faithful watch through of all these episodes and it's something that happened it was an episode that was created it was produced it was aired so we watched it it indeed happened and that's my first time ever seeing that episode so but had you seen Snow Way Out? I've seen Snow Way Out before. Oh, interesting. Yeah, apparently when I was watching it, like, I don't know, whenever I was going through all the episodes some years back, 
they didn't have the hijinks one, but they had uh, Snow Way Out. Like we said at the top, Holiday Hijinks is no longer available for legal streaming anywhere. No, you can't find it. Which, uh, pff, that's for the best. Yeah, it's for the best, yeah. Ooh, that's my stomach growling. I, don't know, I, don't, <laughs> I haven't eaten anything. All right, all right, let's either. go, let's go. No my no my immortal this week. We're no, too hungry. Yeah, no you're my immortal. This was a two <laughs> episode <too> week. <laughs> so if you're if you're hoping for that, we'll pick that up next week. All so. right. So next week is actually is part two of our 2021 Christmas specials. It is gonna be the first Pikachu's Winter Vacation short. Oh. The titles of which I don't have on hand because I am unprepared as always. Bulbapedia says they are called <laughs> Christmas Night slash Winter Vacation and Kanga Games slash Winter Games. That's a mouthful. These episodes have multiple titles because once they came out on VHS and DVD and later they were reused as the last episode of Pokemon Chronicles. Ooh. So there's huh. two different versions that are very slightly different. We're going to watch them. We're going to so watch we'll them and talk about them. Christmas Night, also known as Winter Vacation, and we'll also watch Kanga Games, also known as Winter Games. <laughs> Keep yeah. that straight. That was very confusing. Yes, we'll uh, we'll make sure to get it straight for in the next episode. <laughs> we watch these things so you guys don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you can watch along with us and leave five stars. Yep. Yeah, and yep. comment. Yep. That's also an option. Like this yeah. is we, freedom of choice here. Whatever you guys want to do. Watch it, don't watch it, but we'll talk about it. So join us then. <laughs> all right, I guess that wraps us up here. And we'd just like to say thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And if you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. That's outofthedryingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at outofdryingpan. Again, that is outofdryingpan. And join us next time as the journey continues.